From Rectangle Health, this is the Modern Practice Podcast, a show that provides you with fresh perspectives and practical advice from industry experts in the ever-changing world of healthcare technology. Every episode, we tackle a timely topic to help you stay current and simplify the business side of healthcare. Without further ado... Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Modern Practice Podcast. Today's episode is all about cybersecurity and protecting your practice and patient data, reducing risk of costly penalties, and doing everything you can to avoid landing on a well-known government-hosted list. I know this may be scary, but there are things you can do to gain peace of mind, and joining us to share insights, strategy, and tactics to help navigate all things cybersecurity is Rectangle Health's resident cyber guru, Adam Grants. Adam, appreciate you taking the time being here. Oh, thank you, Gary. Thank you for inviting me. Well, the pleasure is all mine, Adam, and I'm excited to have the opportunity to connect. So take me through your career journey a bit. What interested you in cybersecurity, and have you always been in this space? So, um, well, I started with the compliance services about 10 years ago, uh, and I really started in sales then kind of worked my way into the customer experience part of it. And uh, I really didn't have an interest in cybersecurity until I started dealing with incidents. I became kind of the first responder, the liaison between uh, clients, the insurance, the IT. And when I saw just exactly what a practice has to go through if they're breached, that's when my interest in cybersecurity really, really grew. And then I just started researching and learning from there. I'm no cybersecurity expert, and I want to start from the top and really give our audience uh, a lot to digest here. So how would you define cyber risk and then cybersecurity? Well, cyber risk means, you know, it's all about protecting digital information. So for healthcare, it's protecting that patient information. And cyber risk just means uh, your exposure to the hackers, the, the criminals that are out there. How exposed are you? Cybersecurity is everything you do to lower the amount of risk uh, that you put yourself out to and just to protect your office, protect your patients, stay within HIPAA compliance. And as you mentioned, the risk obviously comes from the cyber criminals, people with malicious intent. Who are they targeting and where does healthcare fall on that list? They'll target anybody they think they can get money from. But, uh, but healthcare is really one of the most targeted industries that are out there. They're very, you know, healthcare practices, because of the amount of sensitive information they have, they're very attractive to cyber criminals and hackers. And, uh, and then they have to stay under the HIPAA compliance as well, which makes them more likely to pay a ransom. That makes sense. And are there levels to the damage that can be done by cyber cr- criminals? Let's say low impact to high impact? Low impact would be uh, one that's very common because it's very easy for the hackers to do. It's called an encryption hack. And that's where, you know, the practice walks in in the, in the morning. They can't get into their computers. There's a ransom message locking them out. But all the hacker has actually done is encrypted their password. They don't actually have access to the patient info. Higher risk is they're in your system and they have access to everything and they're threatening to release it. You know, they've really kind of raised the stakes lately by publicly posting patient pictures and info, even before the ransom conversation even begins, kind of as a threat to what will happen if they don't pay the ransom. 
It seems very calculated and, as I mentioned before, malicious. And just out of curiosity, without naming organizations specifically, do you have a few examples from within the healthcare space of cyber criminals doing this kind of damage you just mentioned? Last month alone, there were there were over sixty locations that uh, that were affected, and they had a. Those are just the ones that had over five hundred patients. Those are the ones that are publicly made available on the hhs.gov website. That's as you mentioned, breaches affecting over five hundred patients, smaller locations with fewer patients impacted are not on that list. So what's the after effect if a practice or an organization is impacted by a cyber attack financially for the practice and then on the patients? So for the well for the patients, it's really an invasion of their privacy and all their information, which health information is some of the most sensitive information there is, could potentially be put out there. That would open up the practice to lawsuits potentially. Uh, for the practice, it's it's really about the the loss of business they're going to have while they're trying to get back up and running, whatever the costs are for new hardware, their IT costs, things like that, as well as the cost if they are going to, you know, if they have to pay the ransom, that's going to be in cryptocurrency, but it's usually a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'm just trying to figure out how to manage all that, how to how to pay the ransom and and, and deal with it is just mind-boggling to me and a few more questions before we get into how to avoid all this let's talk about that list practices must do everything they can to avoid landing on what is it and where can our audience find it so that is uh it's hhs.gov the health and human services website and just search breach report and it is right there it's a it's again publicly available if if a breach affects more than 500 individuals you not only have to notify those individuals you then have to notify the government as well as put a message on your website basically notifying the world that this happened that could potentially scare off new patients patients that are just browsing through your website yeah. whether schedule an appointment pay a bill what have you it could just potentially lead to really long standing damages so with that list, what does it publicly disclose? So it'll have the name of the organization, the state that they're in, the number of individuals that were affected, and then the type of breach. So as we discussed, it could be it could have been an encryption breach or it could have been something else. So those are the details that it'll have. And then if uh, and then again, going into any of those locations, you'll see all the details on their websites. I want to take a step back because we've spoken about you know, organizations with impact to 500 plus patients. And I think there's a misconception that it's only larger organizations that are targets for cyber criminals. And that's clearly not the case. Correct. Yeah, it's 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 really kind of split in half. But the, the smaller or middle sized practices, those are equally targeted by the cyber criminals. You know, the larger organizations, they're going to invest a lot of money in their cybersecurity. So while they may be attractive in the sense that you can probably get a bigger ransom out of those, they're much harder to infiltrate. Whereas the small practices, the medium-sized practices, they're really not ready for this. And speaking to not ready, I want to talk through what can be done to avoid this chaos and this disaster. Can you take me through some of the necessary steps that can be taken immediately by practices and larger healthcare organizations? 
Absolutely. Yeah. They, they, um, you know, you should always be scanning and monitoring your systems. You should always be having, uh, maintaining an active antivirus, active firewall, again, monitoring all the time. And the uh, staff training as well is something that cannot be undervalued. Even though, you know, as sophisticated as these hackers have gotten, the number one way that they get into a system is still user error. It's still somebody in the practice clicking on the wrong thing in an email or a website. So the training and the policies that they are required to follow by having that be a consistent year round thing, that's the best way to protect yourself. It's great insight. And I just have to think with ongoing staffing shortages, retention issues, uh, wearing multiple hats for the existing staff, managing payments, communication, billing, follow-up calls, all the above, with this new onboarding constantly bringing in new staff, you can't assume that these people are trained and ready to look out for what's what's potentially a threat. So I think it's super important to keep top of mind and build a healthy habit of keeping an eye out for these uh, potential risks. It's really a requirement. If you're going to run a business, especially a healthcare business, you you have to take this into consideration. And um, there's just some things best managed by outsourced parties. If you know you're not an accountant, you know don't do your taxes. And if you're not a cyber expert, bring somebody on that's that that is an expert because there's too many risks, too much potential for major hits to business, and really the most important, it's potentially stalling patient care. Right. Correct. Yeah, we talked about the amount of risk that could happen, and it's really the the risk that it poses to you, your reputation that could be so much worse than the financial piece. And yeah, yeah, healthcare uh, doctors, dentists, office managers, their job is to focus on the patients. They can't be a full-time IT and a full-time compliance consultant in addition to doing what they need to do for their patients' healthcare. I agree. I know you're extremely busy, but before we wrap up, I just want to thank you for taking the time. Again, I think this was really insightful and I'm looking forward to having you, your team on in upcoming episodes so that we can dive deeper and uh, connect again in the near future. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Um, thank you, Gary. You got it. And for our listeners tuning in today, if you have questions about cybersecurity compliance or want to have a discussion to see where your practice or organization stands as far as risk, I'll have a link in this episode's description to schedule a time with an expert that can take you through all of the needed steps to avoid landing on that list, to avoid losing potential patient data, having to pay ransoms. I highly recommend you taking this important step to protect your practice and your patients. And as always, we want your feedback. Leave us a review, send us your comments and questions, and be sure to like and subscribe as we've got a lot more valuable information coming your way from experts in the industry on the Modern Practice Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Modern Practice Podcast. If you enjoyed today's conversation, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or SoundCloud for new episodes. And follow Rectangle Health on social media for more helpful information, news, and event details. Thanks for tuning in.